Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all as uh, we... Get ready to move into June. Harold's back in his cubby hole. I love it over here. This is great. I'm bringing in the uh, hot tub next week. You're nesting over there, I can tell. Yeah, I can see a spot over in the corner here for the hot tub. Me and the girls will be in there. All right. We'll be doing the show from there. All right. Well, we got uh, got a lot of help today on the show. I'm really excited about this. and, And, you know, week to week, we could use help. No question. Right? No question. We're, we're professionals, but we we don't turn down help. No. And uh, so we're bringing out uh, some big guns today. Uh, the pride of Beaverton High School, the University of Oregon, Ben Crane, uh, awesome. going to join us at 810. We'll find out what he's been doing in quarantine, uh, if the time off uh, has allowed uh, his ails to uh, improve, and when he hopes to get back out on the tour now at the age of 44. He's dealt with some back issues. He's been playing on medical exemptions after his last victory in 2014. So what he's been up to and um, if he's going to be able to to hit the ground uh, running when they resume play here in a couple of weeks. Well, it's good. we're going to see how a lot yeah. of players hit the ground running. One of the things that we're every one of them will experience is, is a certain amount of rust. So how much rust are you taking in there with you? You know, when we look back at uh, last Sunday, uh, Tiger Woods had plenty of rest, and he came out really sharp. And I'm hoping that uh, Ben Crane feels the same thing. I feel healthy again. I feel confident that my body can perform. Yeah, 
And and you certainly hope that 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 is the case for him. Uh, like we said, his last victory was in 2014 at the uh, FedEx St. Jude Classic. So we're excited to talk to him. Also, uh, see what he's been up to. Uh, it looks like his kids introduced him to TikTok uh, while he's been in quarantine. What's TikTok? I thought that was like a breathman. No, that's TikTok. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> and we'll see if the golf boys, I, I, I kind of thought at some point the golf boys would do something YouTube-wise in quarantine, like oh, a mashup, yeah. but I don't, I don't know, maybe. That could have been, been a segment on The Voice. I know. Or America's so, Got Talent. Or so we'll see. We'll see what they've talent. been up to. And then at 830, uh, Jim Grumberg. Uh, is going to be back. CEO, founder of Seymour Putters. Uh, apologize, a little mix-up there with timing last week, but he's back, and he's bringing gifts. Yeah, isn't that great? It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to him about his putters, about fitting putters, um, and kind of how they went about it. Uh, there's so many varieties in there, but what they're trying to accomplish uh, what are the things within fitting putters and finding uh, stroke and sight lines and setup and all of those things that need to be consistent no matter what the putter looks like, no matter what your grip is. There's so many, seeming in putting, there's so many more variab variables that come into it than the regular golf stroke. But there are a few things that are consistent, and so we'll uh, talk to Jim about that. Yeah, it. they have a fitting uh, system. It's not just... Putters, but there's a system. Now, that doesn't involve uh, a method, which can scare a lot of people away. Right. This is a very simple concept that makes putting a lot easier for all of us, uh, regardless of your skill level. No question. And then uh, I'm doubly excited because uh, if you listened to Dirt Sprague yesterday, you found out we're all going down and we're getting to play Sheep Ranch tomorrow. Yeah, unfortunately, you're taking Ye my spot, but you're you're a good substitute because you can cook. That's right. I yeah. made I made a big frittata for everybody to share, so we can uh, have a little protein before we head out for our tea time Sunday. Uh, I'm and then I'm taking down other rations and provisions for Saturday night. So we're playing. We're gonna. So you're gonna get high on protein. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And what other provisions are you taking with you? Uh, medicinal, for medicinal purposes only. Right. Uh, and we're getting down there. Lubricant, we yeah. call it. Swing lube, as yeah. Tiger refers to it. Uh, and then so we're going to play the preserve, uh, the the par three, the 13-hole par three. I think, we'll, I think there'll be a little skins action yeah. uh, on that. And then, uh, yeah, 10 o'clock tomorrow, we'll get a preview and we're hoping to – I'm taking the recording equipment, so we're hoping to catch up with uh, some of the, you know, important people down there at Bandon and awesome. uh, might have some some interviews for next week. But we'll give you – we'll get the scorecard out. We'll let you know how we all did, and uh, we'll take some pictures down there. So follow Twitter, at Fanswag, and uh, I'll post nine. Nine of the 18 holes are directly along the coastline. That's awesome. We could do a two-hour show and a hole-by-hole -hole replay, which would be a real sleeper, <laughs> but it could be interesting. I don't think Sprague would appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we'll recap that. So we're all excited about uh, going down there uh, for that one. Um, and then you mentioned the match. We're yeah. going to talk a little bit more about that um, at the end of the show, kind of maybe some things the PGA Tour would like, we would like to see incorporated in more of their 
from a broadcast standpoint or from whatever, but you're, you were skeptical of it, especially after the event the week before, which sucked on TV. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It sucked on TV. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was interesting. I was reading where there was some trash talking between the, uh, uh, the networks saying, well, Turner can't handle a golf uh, thing, and they don't know what they're doing. I'll tell you what, they hit it out of the ball. Turner nailed it but, because it wasn't a traditional golf event. Yep. This was, and, and they understood, and I think they, I mean, for the most part, they had it set up in terms of all the production before you can't just change things up. But I, I'm guessing they said, okay, there's too much downtime with only one group. We can't just go golf shot, golf shot, golf shot, right. golf shot like a regular tournament. So I think they told Charles turn it loose. I thought uh, I thought Justin Thomas was great. Um, yeah, he did a his nice first job. time. You know, he was throwing it on. He he didn't know necessarily what he was doing. They turned him loose on the course. Everybody was back under a tent, and even though the conditions sucked, it it didn't matter. Um, well, it was less scripted, and and that's and a that's good the thing. Whole point. That's the problem with normal golf broadcast is that they're scripted and they're selling competition in this case they were selling entertainment and that's a big difference and uh, you hope some of the elements the pga tour can pick up and find ways to implement go to and they need to go to the to the players and say are you guys willing to do this hopefully they saw and i'm assuming Many of them were watching to see oh, what six went million down. people. I'm assuming yeah. that most uh, there were quite a few. Uh, we saw tour people players watching. Uh, tweeting in and Brooks yeah. making a. You know, you saw Brady there who could not find a fairway with Boy, he Christopher sucked. Columbus, and then yeah. holes out for birdie on eight. That was amazing. And tells Chuck to stuff it. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was. I'm still trying to figure out how he tore his pants. Yeah. Why? How do you do that? Were they know. too tight to start with? Probably. Yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah, I I have loose fitting slacks than yeah. I wear, well, so I that I don't new ones it. now because my waist has shrunk three inches. So I'm I have new thirty two inch waist. Thirty four. I was 34. I was thirty seven. I'm down to thirty four now. Wow. Thank you, better you today. All right. We're going to have more thoughts on that, but I don't. Ben Crane is kind enough to join us. We wanted to clear out a little more room to get him. Uh, And so we have a nice long conversation with him. Jim Grunberg of uh, Seymour Putter is going to join us at 830. Lots to get to today. Glad you're with us. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 811 here this morning. Jason Swaggart, Harold Bluestein with you on Golf in the Northwest. And very excited to have uh, returning to the show. It has been a while. But I believe uh, we talked to Ben uh, when we first found out the Winco Foods Portland Open was going to become an event. I think, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, you were kind of the PGA Tour ambassador here. Uh, Obviously, uh, former Duck, uh, former Beaverton Beaver uh, to kind of help kick that off. And uh, it's been a while since we've uh, chatted, but welcome back. Thank you. And uh, Glad to be with you guys. Well, where first of all, what's quarantine been like? I've seen a few uh, TikTok uh, posts with your kids, and uh, your dance moves have not suffered uh, <laughs> during quarantine. But uh, it's been of the most importance. Um, just keeping everything, keeping everything loose through the. Uh, my daughter's taking dance and showing us the stuff, and I'm like, do the video or do the motions 
very slowly. I'll film it. I'll go lock myself in the bathroom for about three hours. I'll come out <laughs> about, <laughs> with, with something that looks similar to a dance. But um, it's it's been pretty fun. Quarantine's been been good. I mean, um, I you know, as a professional golfer, you travel a lot. And you're on the road, you know, between 20 and 30 weeks a year. And so even when you are home, sometimes you're not totally present because you're getting ready for the next event. Um, so this has been like, hey, we don't have anything on the calendar. The kids don't have any activities, no basketball, no dance. Um, and so we've had a couple months here in Nashville um, of just hanging with our family. We just adopted um, a little guy who's um, from Jamaica and the Bahamas. Um, and he's one now, so we've had this time with him, which has been great. Our other three kids have just loved it. So we've just been kind of hunkering down, um, enjoying family time, playing lots of games. Um, and Tennessee's been pretty relaxed on this COVID-19 thing. So we're out and about, hanging out with friends um, at not a normal rate, but pretty close to normal. So any golf involved here, or are you just spending time with the family? No, there's golf. The golf courses are open. They put, um, like, those little noodles um, yeah. around in the in the cups so the, you know, you don't have to reach in or do the flagstick thing. Um, so, yeah, the courses around us, for the most part, have been open. I've been um, kind of recovering some from back stuff, so I'm trying to work through that. So I'm not playing uh, like normal, but getting out with the kids a little bit. My wife loves to play, so, um, and the weather's great here in Nashville this time of year, so. So, yeah, we've been playing as well. Well, the back has been a problem. So you're obviously going through some treatment and some strength building, I would assume. I am, yeah. It's been it's been a little bit of a maze. Um, you know, one doctor saying surgery, yeah. a couple other doctors saying no. Um, you can, you know, do some physical therapy and treat these facets um, outside, of, um, outside of getting surgery. So hoping for the best on that and um, just – try to be as proactive as I can with exercises and um, keep myself healthy. It's harder at 44 years old. It's harder than when you're 24. That's for sure. Ben Crane is our guest, a five-time winner on the PGA Tour, the pride of Beaverton High School and uh, the De Oregon Ducks uh, joining us here uh, back home in Nashville where you reside now. And the last tournament you played, of course, uh, was Jeff Sanders' uh, uh, down there at the La Quinta, his tournament uh, with Lagadier and the American Express, unfortunately, uh, back flared up uh, and, and had to withdraw. Uh, but I know you've been tight with Jeff. And as we mentioned, kind of the, the first ambassador uh, for the Winco Foods Portland Open, he was kind enough to kind of put us in uh, contact here. And, uh, you know, but now with everything being reshuffled, uh, I don't know what it's like out there if you've been in touch with the PGA tournaments, but just how crazy has it been going through for all these guys to, to put all these tournaments together? We saw that John Deere just had to uh, cancel uh, for this season and uh, a lot of appreciation for being able to just hold the tournaments and keep it together right now. I know. I mean, it's, it's, we're kind of walking that, that fine line between like, hey, maybe we can play golf because it's the one thing that's outside. You don't have a lot of contact with other people. It seems like I'm like, oh, my gosh, if we could play golf right now on the PGA Tour, we'd be the only show on television. Like our ratings would be like if we had 10 Tiger Woods that's playing every week. Um, so and uh, certainly watched the match the other day, and that was obviously just great for sports and golf and all that. But, yeah, I've had just a great relationship with Jeff Sanders over the years, and what he's done to bring golf to Portland um, has been incredible. And 
um, you know, their, their um, team is just second to none. Um, you know, what we hear from the PGA Tour players and um, what he does on the Corn Ferry Tour is just the best. So um, big, big fan. He's been a big encouragement to me over my career and sharing, you know, golf and ducks and um, spending a little time in the desert together and doing some charity stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's been pretty fun. Well, you were watching the match. Did you get a little itch to, gee, I'd like to get out there and play? Yeah, I mean, it, it was fun seeing those guys. I mean, Phil is is a good friend, and, you know, I don't think there's a better trash talker on the PGA Tour than Phil Mickelson. I mean, if we could mic him up every week, I mean, it, it would be absolutely legendary. Um, so, you know, I mean, certainly, you know, Tiger and Peyton won the match, but I mean, Phil really won the match with his mouth. I mean, he said so many <laughs> funny things. I mean, it just made the the TV worth just gold to watch. Um, so when he hit that little chip, he's like, "Oh, that just does it for me right there." You know, I mean, it's just like little things that he says when he plays, and um, you know, it's just uh, it, it's fun being around him, and um, he's been great for the game. So. Yeah, he took 58 seconds to explain what he was going to do, and then he pulled it off. <laughs> if I took 58 seconds to explain what I was going to do, that ball would have been shooting across a green. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I've been fortunate enough to spend some time with him and, and ask him some questions and lean on him for some advice from time to time. And um, one time we went to his backyard. to um, He's got you know three different types of grasses and greens in his backyard, and it doesn't matter um, what we're doing. He just wants to compete and he wants to win. And we're, we're involved in this chipping match. And he, like, I mean, like almost double chunks it, you know, like, and then it, like, dribbles up to, like, a foot. And he's, like, <laughs> celebrating. I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't even, like, count. That's so bad, you know. And, and, you know, and, and he goes one up and he's like, you know, he just, just all he cares about is winning. It doesn't matter how he does it. Um, and then, you know, just with a wedge, he's, he's crazy. What he pulls off is just, just incredible. Have you guys seen the, uh, the little clip on YouTube where he, he's at the British Open and he hits it over that guy's head? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Feet in front of him. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, how well, do you, you, how do you have the guts to do that? He's, he's not above cutting a corner or two. Colt Nose recently, uh, I found a story in uh, golf, or golf.com. And you were paired with Phil in a practice round, or you got one of the TV uh, TV writer out there to play with Colt, and then Phil set him up. They were gonna let the the press guy play from the upper tees, and Phil got a hold of the uh, pro shop guy and kind of doctored the course for you. <laughs> I mean, he literally like he lives to say the right thing, you know, at the right time. And I mean, he he's a very funny man. Yeah, we were playing um, with. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, Brennan Steele. Um, um, we we're playing this in this match, and Phil and I are partners. And Charlie and Brennan get like um, they get like two up, and we got three holes to play. It's like it's like December out in California. It's getting late, like five o'clock in the afternoon, and um, and it's kind of cooling off. And we got just a couple of holes, three holes to play, maybe. And Charlie's just running his mouth because they're just. You know, they're like two up. Looked like they're going to win the match. And Charlie's up over his tee ball, and, uh, and Phil goes, Hey, Charlie, hey, Charlie, are you cold? And <laughs> looks at me and goes, What? Are, am I cold? I mean, I guess it's getting chilly out here, whatever. He goes to, like, start to pull it back again. He goes, Hey, Charlie, are you cold? And he's like, 
What? He goes, because if you are, I got three green jackets in the car if you want to borrow one. <laughs> ben Crane is our guest. Uh, you can uh, follow him on Twitter at Ben Crane Golf uh, and then link to all his great stuff that he's got going on. And, uh, and in regards to that, uh, from the production that we saw, we saw the first event with Ricky and DJ uh, that uh, was a little stale on television to the match. Uh, Charles was chiming in. I thought Justin Thomas was really good on the course, getting involved with the guys. But you mentioned that second hole when Phil totally explained what he was trying to do with his chip, where he wanted to hit it, and what he expected the ball to do and pulled it off. Is that something I think everybody would love on the PGA Tour to see more of that from more guys? Obviously, Mike and guys up during play in a tournament that, that counts is going to be a big ask. But I was thinking if you mic'd up like the featured guys in the practice rounds that you knew were going to be part of the TV window on Thursday and Friday, and they could describe how they intended to play certain things or shots and they could pull that video. Is that something you think players might go for? Better than that, I think it would be let's mic guys up who are in a big, you know, money game or even for charity. It doesn't matter, whatever, but just get some guys competing on a Tuesday, you know, like a match situation, you know, whatever, and just have a – and let guys – I mean, because there's certain guys who are just great at tongue-lashing other guys, and there's certain guys who are just quiet and just take it, and they're just not that fun to listen to or watch – but you know you you get you get some of those Colton those guys and Mickelson and some of these really fun guys and like let's just let them let's just let it happen because we played some matches at the Madison Club Phil and I with some other guys and Brian Zuriff who is in charge of the match um, you know we play with you know some ten twenty handicapped guys getting some money games have a lot of fun and um, and just talk trash the whole time um, and. It's just, it's so fun. And Zerf's like, this is gold. Like, people, I don't think they know how much fun this is. I've got to take this to the world. And so that's how the match started and stuff. So I, I, I do. I, I think it's going to be hard to get guys mic'd up in a major championship, um, you know, you know when, it's, when it all comes down to it. But certainly in a practice round, um, even in a regular tour event, I've always said no to it. Um, but I'll tell you what, like practice round when guys are competing, playing great golf um, and talking trash, like I think that's gold for the game. Uh, well, I, I think you're going to need Charles Barkley to kind of perk things up. I don't see <laughs> Ian up? Baker Finch getting into uh, into that same sort of conversation that Charles did. Charles was not afraid when he ribbed Tom Brady and then Tom Brady, you know, <laughs> makes holes the shot. Like, that's just like so good. So. Well, I just love what Charles said to Justin. You can't call me fat on the air anymore. <laughs> that's bullying. Exactly. I think you said. Yeah. Well, yeah. is there, is there a talking head in golf you'd most like to uh, get out there in the charity? I, I think there's one that comes to mind for most people, but who would you like to uh, completely dish it out to out there to play with? You. Who, who who comes to mind? Uh, well, I think Brandel Chambly uh, draws the ire of more players <laughs> than than most talking heads uh, with golf. Right, but I mean, I love the I love like Barkley because he's just not afraid. To, I mean, he <laughs> exactly. does it in a in a sarcastic, fun way. You know, I mean, and and Justin Thomas is awfully good as well. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how. But I know a lot of guys during the match 
were chiming in, you know, with a comment saying, PGA Tour, take note. And, you know, we have tried to follow the NASCAR thing a little bit because, you know, you go watch a NASCAR, and the cars are just going around a track, but then you get in, you know, you get your headset on, you get tuned in with the, with the pit crew, you get tuned in with the driver, you're hearing their exchanges, and you're just, like, in the game, you know. And so, I, you know, we've, been, we, we've moved the needle a long ways, but after seeing the match, I think we can continue to move it further. Well, Ben, we might have some golf coming up here pretty soon. When is your first appearance? Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm just trying to get healthy right now, so I don't see myself playing for uh, a number of months at the earliest. But we'll just see how the rehab goes, and uh, just keep enjoying the time with the fam and raising kids. We got you know a one year old up to a 13 year old, so this is this is a great time to be home. But um, and but I miss the game for sure. I miss I miss competing. I miss playing. Um, but looking forward that the PGA Tour is going to get going here again in just a couple weeks. Well, it sounds like uh, you might be one that's uh, worthy of a of a broadcast uh, broadcast booth uh, appearance too. If uh, you can't get out there soon, so uh, we'll put in a word for you there if that's of interest to you. <laughs> but I also know, uh, d- despite all the fun that the match had, they raised over twenty million dollars uh, for charity and relief, and there's a lot of that going on. So many of the sponsors on the PGA Tour, even events that. Uh, aren't going to be held this year. Uh, the title sponsors are making their their donations, trying to keep the money pouring in. And I know uh, there's a wor- there's an organization you work with back here in Portland uh, as well. Uh, I know we're trying to keep some levity and and trying not to dwell on everything that's been going on the last several months. But uh, but you continue to work with uh, because people matter back here in Portland. Yeah, our family's been involved with because people matter and just seeing the great work that these. Um, that this community does around them and um, just to see the kids and families' lives changed through it. Um, it's been really fun to go engage in these communities and help them in any way they really, um, they really need it. So um, if you all are looking for something to get involved with, that's a, that's a great way to do it. So our friend Marshall Stevens runs it and just does an incredible job. So, um, yeah, love, love for anyone to participate in any way they can. This is the time where, you know, a lot of us are, are doing okay, but a lot of people – um, are really struggling. So um, this is a great way for us to get involved with, to identify some of those families that we can help and encourage through food or, um, you know, getting them rides or whatever it is um, that they that they need. So, um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. You bet. You can find out more information. BPMPDX.org is the website and learn more about the services and uh, how you can get involved. Ben, thank you so much for taking some time. I'm, I'm glad your family is well out there. We hope the back uh, starts to cooperate. We can yep. see you back out on tour again soon. And, uh, and anytime you're in Portland, uh, just let Sanders know. And uh, we'd love to catch up with you uh, down the road. Appreciate you all. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thank you so much, Ben. Ben Crane, uh, their PGA Tour golfer, Beaverton native. Yeah, I really, I really hope he gets healthy. He's, he's, I know. he's uh, a good player. I mean, you don't win five times on tour without being a good player. It's uh, got to be tough on him. You could hear it in his voice. He misses playing, uh, albeit uh, lots of good family time. Yeah. But there's that that itch that all professional players and athletes have is that you know this is what i love to do and i i want to get back out there and do it no question i think it helps 
him to have his family so much activity going on and as he mentioned uh, a new uh, a new child in the family that uh, requires a lot of care and stuff so there's enough going on in activity to keep your mind distracted uh, but for some of the younger guys that are just kind of on their own I, it's got to be mind-boggling to there's only so much you can go out and work on the practice range and oh it, it gets and, it gets boring after a while yeah. and you think you think you're getting somewhere but there's no way to prove yep. that you have improved you know you, you've you got to have that competition the club members at your local club for so long before they're not willing to go out there well you're not going to make a lot of money doing it you you may pay the bills that's true. Uh, but over a career that's not the way to make uh, a living at Thanks again to uh, Ben Crane. Uh, if you missed it or want to go back and, and revisit it, we'll uh, after the show we'll put uh, put golf in the Northwest up on the uh, Les Schwab podcast uh, platform at tenetythefan.com. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Jim Grunberg, CEO, founder of Seymour Putters. We're going to talk some some putting, getting fitted correctly, and how getting a proper fitting with a putter will help establish the fundamentals of consistency on the putting greens and uh and we've got a couple to give away as well so we'll tell you about that as we make the turn here it's golf in the northwest on 1080 the fan tips for your game from award-winning pga instructor harold bluestein it's time to ask the pro on golf in the northwest brought to you on the fan by laurelhurst market 8.30 here this morning, golf in the northwest. Jason Swigard and Harold Bluestein. Center and Saint follows us at 9, then at 11 o'clock. Uh, it'll be an OSN Classic, the 2015 three-overtime doozy uh, with Vernon Adams uh, calling the signals down in the desert against Arizona State. So uh, you can uh, enjoy that. And I believe we have uh, some World Series Classics from ESPN at 5.00. 2011 game six, I think. Rangers yeah. Cardinals. I'm watching up on our monitor here. We've got Roberto DiVincenzo and Sam Snead playing in the oh, Shell's, Shell's Wonderful, Wonderful World, World of yeah, Golf with uh, Gene Saracen and uh, and uh, Jimmy Demerit. These are great uh, things to watch. So if you've got nothing to do, <laughs> turn on yeah. the golf channel every now and then and watch those. They're fantastic. You'll see the difference in the putting greens. These guys have to hit a pop type of stroke. Things have changed since then. Things have changed significantly as uh, we welcome in Jim Grunberg. He's the CEO founder of Seymour Putters. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E dot com slash putters. Good morning, Jim. Thanks so much for joining us. Sorry about the mix up last week. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. I really apologize, but it's great to be with you. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, obviously, Oregon uh, has been fortunate enough to keep their golf courses open throughout uh, this entire uh, COVID-19 ordeal. And uh, as such, a lot more people have been out there either uh, in just playing a lot more that, that we're playing regularly before, but a lot of people getting reintroduced or introduced for the first time to the game. And uh, while you can work on a golf swing, I think one of the more frustrating things for people that are out of practice is on the putting greens, uh, depending on uh, how they're fitted. And so with your putters and Seymour putters, uh, let us know kind of the philosophy when you decided to kind of create your own line and how you went about uh, putting this line together. 
Actually, that's um, yeah, that's a great question. Of course, putting is forty percent of the game, and and you know the good players and the serious players and the tour players <laughs> spend an awful lot of time uh, with their putting. And um, you know, most of us though that don't get a chance to play every single day and don't play golf for a living, the putting is the one area that sort of gets neglected, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And um, we, um, my partner and I, actually acquired Seymour. Uh, back in 2006. So we didn't actually um, found it. It was invented back in the late 1990s and um, a couple of golf professionals out on the West Coast. And, of course, the story um, is known now by a lot of uh, uh, people in in the industry. But um, I'll refresh your memory. Kane Stewart, who hadn't won in four years, um, showed up in 1999 uh, with the philosophy that he was going to abandon all equipment contracts and he was going to find 14 clubs that were going to help him win again after a four-year drought. He was 42 years old. And um, he he was struggling uh, with putting. You know, like many tour players, he said that he didn't have a chance to win um, unless his putting was just on a lightning-hot streak, but that only happened a few times a year. He struggled with an inconsistent forward press. He felt like... You know, by having an inconsistent forward press, the face angle on the putter, um, was, you know, changed from literally putt to putt. Uh, the angle um, changed, the loft changed, so he wasn't going to get the same results from the same stroke. So he, he met the guys that uh, had founded Seymour, and immediately he was intrigued because you set the Seymour putter down. It's, uh, again, the original Seymour putter, um, straight shaft um, into the near center of the head, two white lines that frame the bottom portion of the black shaft and then a red dot that gets hidden. And it, it's really, um, so it's a putter, but it's a putting system, but it's very, very simple. You set it down, you hide that red dot, you see those two white lines. And every single time you set the putter down, you know, now that three important things have happened. Your eyes, your shoulders, your body is square to your putter, which there's no other putter out there that would allow you to do that. And then, um, by also hiding that red dot, you know that your face angle, it's not closed, it's not open, it's going to be square to your putting line, and your loft is going to be controlled as well. Um, so you've got a locked-in loft, uh, a, a face angle that's square, and your body is set up in a perfect neutral position. So Payne Stewart went on, uh, won the first event that he put it in play, which was Pebble Beach in 1999. He went on for a guy who was who considered himself a very inconsistent putter, rarely finished in the top half of putting statistics for the 1999 season. He actually led the tour in one of the putting statistics and he finished second in the other one. And we, we've never seen that done before where somebody finished top two and both it was, you know, uh, at that time it was fewest putts and it was strokes and it was um, putts for green and regulation. Those were the two major um, putting categories. So, and you know, he won at Pinehurst sunk the probably the most memorable putt in the history of major championships. Uh, and, um, you know, that, that put the brand on the map. And then fast forward five, six years, uh, the brand had sort of, I mean, unfortunately with, you know, with pain leaving us so quickly after that, um, it was a tough situation. And uh, the brand was just sort of dry docked. But my partner and I had had a strong background in, in the golf industry. And we had both been uh, kind of early members of uh, the Odyssey team when Odyssey was an independent company. And boy, we, 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 we felt like we knew a great putter when we saw one. And when we saw Payne Stewart and we saw that technology, um, we really felt like that was something we'd love to be a part of. And, you know, five years later, we had a chance to go out and, uh, and acquire the brand. So, um, two more major championships by Zach Johnson at Augusta and, uh, 
in St. Andrews. So ironically, three major championships at what most people regard as three of the top 10 golf courses in the world. So that's, that's sort of the background <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty strong. Well, I know the USGA is kind of sensitive to training aids on the golf course. How did this uh, come about where it is actually a legal uh, use of, uh, in a sense, a training aid? That's a great point. And, you know, I, I think because in the end of the day, um, in my opinion, I mean, there's so many factors involved in putting, right? Mm-hmm. Every putt is different. The speed is different. The line is different. I mean, there's nothing mechanical about this. I mean, really what the Seymour putter does is it allows you to have better practice sessions, to your point. Um, it allows you to develop a philosophy. You still have to go out and execute it. But, mm-hmm. you know, thank goodness that they did. I mean, I, I wish they would take that approach more often um, because, again, it's, is it, does it put you at a competitive advantage? You know, we believe it does, but you have to go out there and, and work with it. And so, you know, they, they did allow it. And, um, you know, and, and, I mean, there's a lot. If you go back and look at the rules for equipment, um, there's, there are a lot of putters and golf clubs right now that would be considered to be, I mean, very, very much a stretch in terms of how they also had, could possibly conform when you look at the original rules of how you, you know, of what the USJ put in there for what would be allowed, but and golf's a tough game. So mm-hmm. I, I applaud them for, for taking a little bit broader view in some areas, but to your point, uh, the one thing we've never really done is position the Seymour putter as first and foremost, a great training aid. And, you know, for many, many tour players and top level golfers, even those that are under contracts with other companies, many of them will use a Seymour putter the same way they'd use a training aid because it gets them back to neutral. It gets them in the perfect position to make a consistent stroke. And there's, there is a carryover effect. If you practice with a Seymour putter uh, for a short period of time, it's, it's going to help you no matter what other putter you use. Jim Grunberg, our guest, he's CEO, founder of Seymour Putters. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E dot com. And uh, with, I don't think there's anything in terms of club manufacturing that's more varied than the way putters are now. When you go about the fitting process or helping a a player decide kind of shaft uh, the putter head itself, we see all sorts of shapes and sizes for that. What are the keys to to making sure, because you mentioned there's more art in putting than science at times, and and what your eye sees and how it registers with the rest of your body goes a long way in in feeling comfortable over putts. No question. You want to have confidence in what you're looking at, Um, and so that's important. That's why we have a wide variety of of options. And, um, you know, some golfers have – Let's put it this way. Not that many golfers think that their, um, their putting couldn't be improved. But, it, but because oftentimes, you know, the difference between great and average on the putting greens is not quite as apparent as when you can't get off the tee or when you can't get out of the bunker or, you know, you can't compress a, a ball with an iron. I think that's why golfers tend to consistently um, chase the other clubs when it comes to being fit and what have you. But we've always felt like, you know, putting is the last frontier. So we've built a system um, – that will that we will apply and that we kind of train and certify instructors and fitters to understand that you know um, being fit for the right putter is important and so we've kind of put a manual together and and, and a training program and platform and then the the flip side of that is is that once we teach somebody how to fit somebody so the length is the proper length is going to be important we want you to be in a comfortable posture some people you know they some people put themselves into postures where it's it's almost painful to repeat it each and every time right and 
It's the same thing with a Ford press. We've said, you know, yeah, you can go ahead and Ford press, and anybody can get hot and make a bunch of putts really doing anything. But if you want to have long-term success, then the more comfortable you are, the better your posture, the more repeatable your posture, um, the more likely you are to, to keep your, your, your body square and, and to understand how to square up the putter, the better. So we, we think Seymour still does that better than any other club out there. So what we don't do is, you know, we're not paying a ton of tour players and we're not doing a ton of advertising. And I think, you know, that's unfortunately kept us as a small kind of a boutique niche brand because a lot of golfers really, uh, you know, they, they just don't put that much time and energy into the putter. And it's just sort of a constant search for, I'm going to pick one up, see if I like it. Um, people that tend to get fit and buy Seymour putters, uh, the customer satisfaction level is, is through the roof. Uh, golfers tend to stick with it forever. Um, they may buy another Seymour putter because our technology is shared across models. And, you know, sometimes people do just want to look at something a little bit different, to your point, Jason. So that's why we have variety. And we've even added a new uh, design this year, <laughs> unfortunately launched it into the teeth of COVID. So not many golfers have seen it yet. But at Seymour.com, you'll see something called the RST Hosel Series. And it's the first time in 20 years we've fully adapted the Hide the Red Dot Seymour alignment technology to a plumber neck putter. And it's phenomenal because not only does it help you with all the things we've already talked about, but in terms of plumber necks, it's actually a plumber neck that releases, um, but on a gradual sort of plane and natural arc, um, and it's, we think it's probably one of the more stable plumber neck putters ever created. So um, we're very excited about it. And, you know, now the golf is finally starting to, you know, come around. Um, hopefully people will see that. But um, you, you have to have a wide variety. And uh, people are interested in the feel of the putters, how it's milled, what the material is. And um, we do all that. And we work very closely. Any golfer that contacts us, we'll work with them to match them up with a fitter or we'll do a virtual fitting with them. So um, we can we can do all that. Well, Jim, there's nothing wrong with being a boutique company because uh, you can control the quality of the product that you put out. And I know I appreciate that as a professional. Uh, I went through a fitting yesterday with Cody Hill, and he's great. We did a, a FaceTime uh, virtual fitting, and it was pretty exciting for me to go through it. I... I Going into the fitting, I decided I would go through your certification uh, uh, program So as a professional so that I could feel comfortable fitting another uh, any player. Uh, so being a small company, there was that, there's that one-on-one good personal relationship that I know most players appreciate. Uh, well, hey, Harold, we, yeah, we yeah. appreciate that. I mean, our, our motto is pretty much just turn every customer into a friend of the company. And it's amazing the, the long-term relationships we've built with golfers that sort of just love Seymour and they're around the world. We kind of call each other Seymourians. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun when you know that there's a company that really does care about you. And I mean, you know, I, we know that, you know, I don't care. We really, we really do believe we have the best technology and the best putter and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean that somebody at some point in time doesn't say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling all of a sudden with putting what's happened, right. you know, tour players do this. And so we try to have that level of aftermarket service and friendship with our customers so that, you know, we don't want to leave you hanging. I mean, it's, it's 40% of the game. And so I think a lot of golfers really are starting to appreciate how much fun it can be to be fit for a putter that 
not just the right fit, but one like ours that has this, this, you know, you called it a training aid technology and I'll accept that as a, as a huge positive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of like a, it's sort of like a putter with an owner's manual, right? And it's sort of like, okay, there's some things very, very quickly that are going to be intuitively correct and get you going right out of the gate. But there's other little subtle things that we can show you in terms of how this putter can help you practice better as well. Well, and you are kind enough to uh, allow a couple of our listeners here the opportunity to experience uh, that for themselves. Uh, We've got uh, two today. Uh, $250 gift certificates Uh, that will allow you to uh, that's enough for a putter Uh, plus you get a uh, a little fitting session we got to do it by Skype given the COVID-19 current stat but uh, what all what all are they going to experience there uh, with these two we're going to give away here in a moment well I'd say it's pretty it's going to be pretty similar to the experience that Harold had yesterday with Cody so Mm -hmm. uh, Cody Hale is our um, he is our, uh, he's a former professional. He's one state, uh, he won, he's one state opens. He played four years on the tour and he, um, he is our guy that goes out and works with tour players. So, you know, he's, I mean, he's worked on tour with a lot of players and, um, you'll get him. So, um, you know, even though it's going to be virtual, um, it'll, I think it'll be a wonderful experience. And then we will build you a custom putter here in Nashville, Tennessee at our headquarters. And, um, yeah, we're excited about it. And then, you know, we'll, like I said, we, we in general, um, once somebody comes to the Seymour team, they, they, they never leave it. And they become good friends, and, and we love that. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're excited to, to let you guys offer that to, your, uh, to some of your listeners. Uh, well, we appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, in fact, we'll give one away now. So 503-250-1080, the fourth caller. Uh, you're going to get one of those gift certificates for $250. Uh, plus the uh, Skype fitting session. So uh, the phones are already lighting up. Jim Grunberg, CEO, Seymour Putters. We thank you so much for uh, uh, sen- spending some time with us. Hopefully uh, we can uh, introduce your products uh, and methods to a few more people out here in the Northwest. Jason and Harold, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'd love to join you anytime that uh, you think it can be beneficial. So you guys have a great day. Have a great trip tomorrow, Jason. Uh, Thank that you. sounds like you're going to have a lot of fun. Let's hope and, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I look, I look forward to hearing about that. All right. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks guys. There you go. Jim Grunberg, CEO for Seymour Putters. Uh, the phone lines are lighting up. So, uh, We'll let Will get our first winner. We got one more to give away before the end of the show. And as you mentioned, you went through, you were so impressed with uh, what you did with Cody. You went through and got certified yourself. Well, I got to tell you a little story. I, I got connected up with Seymour. I was aware of that company in the past, but I happened to be at a PGA Superstore down in uh, Palm Springs. And I grabbed one of them just for the heck of it and started putting and I could not miss. I, there wasn't a 20 footer that I couldn't make. And I kept testing myself from different places. And I thought I, it was incredible how easy it was. Now, sometimes that just happens, right. but I felt like there was something more going on. My alignment was much better. And so I, they were sending me emails and such, and I got connected up with them and I decided to pursue this, and going through that fitting yesterday, uh, Cody and I had an hour and 15 minutes of just talking putting, and I really appreciate his expertise uh, and the way and the manner in which he approached the fitting. And I think uh, anyone who is lucky enough to get 
one of these $250 values is going to appreciate uh, the putter they receive. No question. Seymour.com. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E.com slash putters. And uh, we've got another one uh, to give away in the next segment. So let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the match. It was great to hear Ben Crane uh, welcoming more interaction uh, between PGA Tour players and broadcasts and and getting a little closer to the action. Uh, We'll pick up from there as we uh, wrap things up. Coming down the stretch here, Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Thanks once again to Jim Grunberg, uh, CEO of Seymour Putters. Let's give away now the second uh, $250 gift certificate. Again, 503-250-1080. We'll take collar number four. Uh, You'll get a $250 gift certificate, which uh, will cover uh, the cost of uh, one of their uh, their putters, uh, as well as the uh, Skype session fitting. And it looks like you guys are anxious. We encourage you all, though, if you don't get in uh, there to win one of them, go check them out. It's pretty common sense, straightforward technology, but there's a lot that goes into it uh, to to get you fitted properly. Yeah, Cody makes it pretty simple, but the first thing they're going to do is get the right length of putter for you. And length is a critical issue because it determines or influences your posture at address. And your posture at address uh, has a lot to do with your head position and your eye position, which would influence how you aim the putter. So we're looking, uh, it, it, it sounds complicated. There's a, a number of variables that uh, he will deal with. Uh, but they're quite simple once you think about it. Pretty common sense stuff. Well, we'll see if I'm uh, calling them after I get back from Sheep Ranch. Uh... I think you, you should, uh, quite frankly, because I've seen you putt, and uh, it it can get ugly at times. Well, and, it was that was the one part of my game that was playing consistently. Yeah. There's nothing like playing consistency. The feel was starting to get much better with the putter. Other aspects were fading, but... Uh, no, that was, that was getting better, but yeah, we'll definitely see. I mean, this sheep ranch, I mean, there's only been a few practice rounds and preview rounds being played. It'll open to the public Monday, June the 1st down there at Bandon Dunes. And, uh, we'll have full reports for you back on Monday. Dirt, Sprague, Dusty and I, Luke are all playing, uh, this weekend. So thanks to them. We're excited to get down there. Uh, we'll have some interviews as well, uh, that we'll, uh, get down there. Might have some people coming on Monday and Tuesday and let you know about it. But, uh, again, they're, they are taking rounds down there. The other courses are open. Uh, and we'll let you know too, kind of how the resort is handling COVID now that they're back and, mm-hmm. and what the deal is with hospitality and, uh, social distancing and, and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, that's a big challenge for any resort that's opening up because you do have people coming in from outside the area. It's important uh, for the community to feel comfortable it's, and for the uh, and it's a challenge for the resort or the golf course to make sure that the guidelines are are uh, are followed. We've been doing some things like that with the uh, PGA. We're going to see that coming up in a couple of weeks at Colonial, how they handle the opening up of golf, uh, of the tour. There's been some disappointments. The McKenzie Tour, which is the Canadian Tour, has canceled its 
season. Uh, the LPGA is not going to start till late July. The men's tour mid-June at Colonial. Uh, it's been quite a challenge, and I think that uh, there's going to be a learning curve going on here. Uh, there's not enough. We, we know what we don't want to do. We're not sure how yeah. much we, we, you know, it's that old expression, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so uh, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of notes being taken, people keeping their eyes open on it. I think the match was a was a precursor to the the potential but you're only dealing with with four players and a a skeleton crew as far as the uh broadcast people right. when you open up a tournament you're going to have 144 players uh, that being said they're all tested uh but 700 people on site right will not be tested, and that'll be a challenge. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go about it, some other things they take from the match. It was good to hear. Also, a huge thanks to Ben Crane today for taking some time and joining us. But he was, he's like, I think players are understanding the value, seeing what Phil did, you know, one, having the fun, keeping it lighthearted. I think for the most part, the guys are so excited to be back out there. The fact that there won't be giant galleries and all of that, other stuff where they try and isolate themselves. It's just going to be them pretty much out there with some officials and marshals out there to help them find their golf ball and do some rulings. But other than that, uh, they might be a little bit more amenable at this point to giving people some more access. And, and I hope they can find a happy medium Certainly on Sunday when you get down and guys are in contention, yeah, they're trying to win a tournament. I understand not wanting to be bothered. But if you can get mic'd up in practice rounds or maybe, you know, the first couple of days uh, and take some stuff and and add it to the broadcast and, and bring more people in, that's only going to benefit everybody. Well, I like Ben's suggestion of doing something like that on a Tuesday. Yeah. Instead of watching a replay of, of last year's event, Golf Channel can or Turner sure. can take over and show that. I think that golf has, has been there's been a gap between the public and the game that uh, this sort of match or entertainment could fill that gap. Yeah, obviously the skill is different and we marvel at the guys that are professionals and what they can do. But the, the camaraderie, the competition, the mentality out there, I think there's a lot more in common between the weekend hackers and the professionals in that realm. And the PGA Tour needs to foster that, let everybody know, yeah, we do the same thing out here that you guys do. We just hit it 100 yards further and score 20 shots less. Well, That's all. And, and players have been accused of being cold and distant and such. And I think it's the nature of the broadcast that that does that. There, there's no room for their personality, yeah. and uh, and they are like you said, they are like your you guys are going to be down at Bandon. Exactly, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of talking. We'll give you a full report next Saturday. Thanks again to Jim uh, Ben Crane and Jim Grunberg for joining us here. Thanks to Will for uh, controlling everything for us. Center and Saint is up next for Harold. I'm Jason. Hit them straight. Suck moisture out of the green. Everything's starting to just come left. Fiji's uh, in Europe. Uh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.